0: Of people up on stage to kind of take the platform and share uh, all that's been happening for the last few months with some key stories, and and the folks you're going to see up on stage today are uh, going to have all have just two or three minutes to kind of share and tell you uh, thank you for some things, but but really a story or two about what God has been doing because people decided to help and volunteer and serve and to be intentional and relational with what they do. And this first group you have kind of represents Sunday mornings and what goes on uh, to get things ready for the people that are going to walk in here and experience God on a Sunday morning. And so are going to share a little bit about what's happening uh, with G2 and with our Connection team and Joey with our worship team as well. So, Joey, why don't you take it away and uh, just talk to us about the worship team and what God's been doing there.
1: Well, it's a very visible team, obviously, and so uh, for some people to get up here, it makes them very nervous. So I, I want to say, first of all, thank you all, those of you that are here, and I wish they would, everybody was here that we could really say thank you for the time that you put into practicing and and being a part of what happens up here, and not just up here, this group of people back here probably get the lion's share of the heat as well, running the slides, <clears throat> running the sound. And it's a thankless job because everybody's looking this way. Nobody looks that way, right? So we get to see your face and get to see you smile or frown or whatever it might be. Like we make wrong, you know, chords or whatever. But, um, but these guys back here especially, I, I, they, they really carry. If, if if it weren't for them, uh, you wouldn't be hearing me right.
2: <laughs>
1: you know what I'm saying? So so these guys are really critical to, to what goes on. And it's a team thing, and that's really, really cool. And that's one of the things that uh, I appreciate everybody's giving and the time they put into it and the effort and um, the, the quality, you know. And and you got to know that everybody that's on this platform are rank amateurs. Okay, we're just we're just people who God has given us a gift of singing or playing an instrument or doing something like that, and and it's our desire to. To, to bring that to the church and give it to the Lord that's why I always like to approach people is what what did God give you? Just give it to him you know we're, we're doing this I like to say it this way we, we have an audience of one really because one thing i don't i don't my approach to this ministry up here for the worship team is not to be entertaining we're not here to entertain everybody although we want to do quality and we want everybody to enjoy what what we're singing and what we're playing but the but the reality is is we're singing to the Lord and and we us you all, as well as the rest of the congregation, we sing together and worship God. And we just get to provide music for you all. So any words and things. So um, I'm really, really grateful for everybody that that's a part of this group. And I'm not afraid of bringing people that are not really highly talented or people that have ever experienced uh, being on a team because I believe in giving people a chance to, um, to, to work and to share. And... Uh, and to be able to be involved, and sometimes people just need a break. They just need a first chance, and somebody to say, "Come on!" And so we've had a number of folks come come on board that uh, that have been that way, that have never done anything on a platform before. And um, I mean, one of the first things we did. This guy right here said, uh, "Hey, we need we need a band. Can you guys come do a this? Um, what was it called? A kids' support kids fest thing out here at the elementary school?" And and I said, "Well, we need teenagers." So we got a bunch of teenagers together and formed a youth band, and that youth band played together for a couple of years, and we did every fifth Sunday. So stuff like that just is really, uh, I appreciate the opportunity, and I'm grateful to the leadership to allow me. And I know Joe, um, Phil, you know, has has a, uh, opportunities to create and to, and to bring people and to do things that uh, that allow us to do the things that we love doing, making music and singing. You know, something that's a gift that God's given me, and I love doing it. But I, I especially love doing it here, amongst the, the the body, and and I know that that's kind of conveyed. I, I try to you know help us to understand that we're doing this as as uh, it's not a job, it's not a, a have to. It's a, we get to play together. We get to play music in church, you know. So anyway, that's kind of where we're at. Well,
0: and I think you and and Phil and Caleb and Brian and even others have done a great job of intentionally looking for people and drawing people in, and having them get connected using a skill or a talent on the worship team that draws them into the body and allows them to be ministered to or to minister to others. So I appreciate your hearts behind that. Matt, what about G2? Tell us a little bit about uh, what God's been doing there.
3: Uh, I I have the best job in the building. I am guaranteeing that. Um, there are some amazing things that uh, I get to see. Uh, Renee and Drew are also facilitators on Sunday morning. And uh, we really get to see the entire program. And it's just we are so lucky to do that, um, you know, and, and see people do stuff that is is just amazing. Like when I walk in the nursery, the color and the size and the texture of things that can come out of babies is amazing. <laughs> And then I come back a few minutes later, and they're holding that baby, soothing that baby, singing to that baby. Uh, it's just incredible. One of us will walk in and see the preschool leaders up there, and that's what this is for. woo doing this whole thing, you know, cheering with leg kicks and everything. Who wants to be your friend? Your friend. Who wants to be your friend? Jesus, right? They know it. They're, they're the ones that were doing it. Uh, it's phenomenal to see adults lead in the ways that they lead. Back in the the K-5 area, um, I I watch and we see leaders that have planned and prayed during the week, getting ready for the 75 minutes they get with their group of 8 to 10 kids. And then it's a Sunday where one or two show up for their group. And they don't walk away. They don't try to pawn the kids off. They pour into those kids for 75 minutes, one-on-one or one-on-two. And it's just an amazing time that those kids, I believe God grew those two kids and kept the other eight or ten at home for just those two kids and that leader. Um, You go back. Has anybody seen the den lately? Um, our large group leaders are just doing a phenomenal work, just bringing the Bible to life and bringing the stories. And the worship songs are, are going up a notch. I hear there's going to be some dance performance performing going on soon and probably more leg kicking. Um, it's, it's just awesome, uh, the work that, that people do. It's not normal stuff. And then, uh, you know, the youth group, there's a guy, he's not here this morning, and shows up an hour before youth every Sunday night to set up, uh, set up the sound and set up the computer slides and then about 20 or 30 minutes later, several other of the youth leaders show up, and we pray for uh, what's going to happen that night. We pray for the the stuff that uh, the kids are going through at school and in the world and uh, some of the tougher subjects. Uh, we just did uh, dating and, and sex last uh, – we finished up the year with that, and, and that was a tough one for the leaders and the kids. Um, but just the heart that those uh, youth leaders bring to everything they do um, it's just phenomenal. Um, those are people, the G2 leaders, are people that just do things that you just wouldn't believe. And they don't just do it on Sunday. They do it all week long. Um, they're calling kids, talking to kids, praying for kids. It's it's an amazing thing. So thank you to all those people.
0: Chris, Chris is going to share a little bit about our, our connection team. He kind of gets the schedules out for that. And I uh, want you to tell us a little bit about what's happening there. It's on. Uh, just not there close you. enough.
2: Okay. So basically, um, a couple years ago when I was asked to be a part of the, the connection team, I thought, okay, what's the worst that can happen? I like to talk. And So then Andy comes to me and says, hey, you know, would you mind helping out and running with this? And, um, you know, it has been such a blessing to me and to us to be a part of this because Alan Cochran told me something when I first started, uh, Mandy and I first started coming here. He said, you know, I just believe I'm, I should serve. And so it's been such a blessing for us, but I want to thank all the members of the Connection team because we have the unique responsibility of being the first contact, the first impression that visitors have when they come to visit Grace. And um, you know, we have, uh, like, like all other groups at times, we have our challenges. Maybe some, some folks are out sick or maybe traveling. And, but the beautiful thing about it is we've been fortunate enough to have all of the positions filled. And so, uh, you know, when when I send an email out, hey, this is the schedule for this week, just as a reminder, someone may reply back and say, oh, I'm sorry, I'm out of town, and I wasn't able to find somebody. And most of the time, within that 30 minutes, there's an email coming back saying, hey, I can fill in, and that is amazing for people to to be willing to take their time, sacrifice their time when it's not their their week, not their time to step up and say, I'll fill in, let me help. And it's just it's a it's a beautiful thing to be a part of. And um, you know, to to see members of the connection team intentionally seeking out those visitors. You know, see someone park, get out of their car and not recognize them and think, Hey, this is an opportunity. And and I'm gonna tell a story about Marinka real quick. A couple of weeks ago, this couple pulls in, service is actually just getting started. And um I'm looking out there. I don't recognize them, but I don't see everybody every single week. And so uh, she's handling the door, greets them as they come in, talks with them for just a moment, guides them right down, gets them in the service. And what's cool about that, because she doesn't know I'm paying attention, is she's doing a fist pump. She's doing a high five. She's like, yes. And that is awesome because that's that's how we should all feel. We got them in. We did our part to get them through the door, to get them in the seat. So God – and take over let them see what grace has to offer and so like i said it's the biggest blessing so i want to thank you guys for for being a part of the group thank you for asking asking us to help it's been a huge blessing
0: and i think one of the the, the other th- one thing to mention as well is the number of times in the last number, few months that people have told us specifically this is the friendliest church they've been to yes that has happened repeatedly And just recently we had a a new couple attend, and uh, I I think I was at the door as an usher, and uh, they came in a little bit later, and and I didn't get a chance to to greet them or say hello. And so as soon as the service was over, I was going to rush back there, and they were covered by two or three or four other people already greeting them, already welcoming them, getting to know them. And three days later, they showed up at somebody's community group. And they have been back repeatedly since then, just in the last, that's been three weeks, and they've been there every time. So that's what's happening uh, with the faces and the smiles and the warmth that's being generated by our volunteers, intentionally uh, showing that and sharing that with others. And you guys have been doing a great job, and and, uh, great things are are being said about our church, and we appreciate you. Thank you, guys. Uh, Next group, we want to come up here. Yeah, good man. Jessica and Verenka and Brent, come on up here. Uh, we kind of group these folks together, uh, because they, uh, reach out to others and serve externally, uh, internally as well. But they do a great job in, in a couple different ministries here that we wanted to kind of highlight and, and share with as well. Um, Jessica, since you've found your, your seat already, you want to go first? And, uh, Veronica, you pass your microphone there to to, to Jessica, and uh, Jessica heads up our Grace Mothers program. And uh, Jessica, just take a, take some time here and share a little bit about what God's doing.
4: Here, here. <laughs> you want more? You, was yeah, e- I was e- afraid e- of easier that. easier to step so on this. One? Short <laughs> <chair>. <laughs> See if you can step
0: up on this one a little bit easier.
4: There
5: we Yay. go. <laughs>
6: Yes, um, okay, I'll be honest. I completely forgot about this till last night. <laughs> so I was laying in bed at 10 o'clock going, where's my email? Where's my email from Matt? <laughs> Telling me what I need to say. Um, no, he didn't tell to you what I Speak say, from just, the heart. Uh, <laughs> guiding us. And um, So I took over for Grace Weather's a year, year and a half ago, and um, I really wanted to do it because it had been such a service to me when I had had both of my children. Um, just to have somebody reach out and talk to me and provide meals, that is a huge help. And we wish to thank everyone who has ever made a meal for a new mom. Um, you have no idea how helpful that is. <laughs> um, it just takes one more thing off of her plate when she's trying to balance having a new baby. Um, so thank you for everyone who's ever done that. And we wish to keep that up for all the new babies in the future. Um, and it's just, it's a way to reach out, um, form a relationship with somebody that you may not currently have a relationship with, just reaching out to them, being an ear for them to talk to about how they're doing the first few weeks of um, the chaos that comes with a new baby, and um, And it's more than meals. It really is. Uh, While that is a huge help, we we really wish to provide a relational environment for them where you have a close, vulnerable, intimate relationship with this new mom, and that you can hear all of the the things that she's scared about and help guide her if needed, or just be an ear for her to talk to. Um, One of the great things about um, Grace Moms is that anybody can do it. You don't even have to be a mom. You don't have to be a woman. You can serve as somebody's Grace Mother um, just by being there, just by being able to connect with them. A phone call away, a text away, um, being willing to step up and serve when you've never served before because it's somebody that's close to you and you really want to serve them in this time, um, which has happened this year. And we, we, are, wonderful, we are really happy for that. Um, And it doesn't have to be people who are in our church. Grace Mothers can serve. If you have a pregnant neighbor, um, if you know the sister or cousin of a friend who's getting ready to have a baby and she doesn't go to church, reach out. Um, Let them know that this is a service that we can help them with. And it doesn't have to be, oh, we can give you 10 free meals. It can just be, hey, you know, we have a program where we want to support you in this new time in your life and if there's anything that we can do like perhaps bring you a meal then just let us know and we'll be happy to do that for you and you don't have to come to church here but that is a great way to introduce ourselves to somebody so i wish to thank everyone who has ever stepped forward and served as a grace mom or provided a meal for somebody Um, and if you wish to do either of those things in the future please just let me know
0: Jessica. And, th- and thanks for having the heart behind that that makes it not just about food but it's about the people and building those relationships and getting people connected. appreciate your your heart for that. Brinka uh, shared from this stage just a few weeks ago uh, about Girls Inc. But she has a, a little more personal uh, story that she wanted to share about uh, that outreach and ministry opportunity that, that we, we support here. Go ahead Brinka. Um,
7: <laughs> uh, it's it's really interesting because the leadership, uh, the five points, you can use it in Gershank.
8: Mm-hmm.
7: Uh, I've seen it. And, and it's not it's not me. It's really God that have used it. It is unbelievable what God has done. Uh, I do that with the hank in Kingsport. And I have a chance to teach in the Bible. I, I, just, I have the little Bible. Uh, I can't remember the name. It's one for kids. Uh, I know that we have used it here. And uh, it is amazing uh, just to go through the Bible every single time that I'm with those girls. And I take my Bible and one well, of my kids' Bible, and I give it to them, and I have been able to uh, tell them Bible verses, and they have to look through a Bible. They, they've been learning how to uh, handle the Bible, where to find the books and stuff like that, and they have never seen, some of the girls have never seen a Bible. And, and just to share that, and, and this is something that, I mean, it started as an obedience. I just, I just was obedient to a need, and then God took over completely. It's, uh, I wish all of you guys will, will go there just one day and see what God is doing there. It is something that it gives me teary eye because it's amazing. Being able to share the Word of God, the truth, with those girls, and and he has put, God has put situations there that I am trying to teach, like uh, this summer, this past summer, I, I taught the Colossians 3, and and the compassion, uh, cloth yourself with compassion and patience, all the all elders, and I went through each of them to teach them that, and situations will happen with all these girls, we're talking about about 24, 25 girls, a third and fourth grade, and situations will happen, and God will tell me, hey, there's something I can apply right there, right then. And I will call them and say, you got to be patient. you got to be kind. That wasn't kind how you talk to her. And they will stop themselves just because this is what the word of God says. We got to immediately apply it to, to the situations. And uh, another, I mean, I have so many stories. It's just, it's a lot. I had a little girl uh, coming the, my first time, the first time in the class, in my class. And she tells me, we're talking about uh i can't remember <laughs> but but she said to me my mom just died two days ago and i'm looking at this little girl and i'm in shock it's like and i didn't we were talking about prayer i i one of the things that god has put in my heart is to teach in the bible i want them to know what the bible is and the second thing is about prayer those two things i've been trying to work with them to teach them about that so when the little girl told me that, I, I I was shocked. And all the girls started, like, looking at her like her mom just died. And, and she was just diagnosed with diabetes. This is a nine-year-old little girl. And I'm looking at her, and the only thing I could do was God said pray. So when I stopped everything we were doing, and I prayed, and I told the girls we're going to pray for her right now. She needs that, and we got to love her. So we prayed for that. And you should see the faces of those, those little girls. I mean, just when they open their eyes, just the, the love that they have. I mean, God is showing up there. Mm-hmm. And the other thing that we have done thanks to the church is that, like, this past Christmas, uh, we were able to take some girls uh, to uh, Christmas shopping, the ones that are more needed, the, the ones that, that, that needed needed the most. And so we took the Christmas shopping, and we also said we gotta buy something for somebody else, trying to show the love of Christ, because Christ has been gracious to us uh, and given us this money to buy you Christmas. We gotta do the same for other people, and we were able also to do stuff like that. And it was, I know it was with some of the funds that the church has sure, helped here. Sure.
0: Well, thank you for being intentional with those girls and meeting them right where they are, right in their moment of need. And and you guys that, that volunteer with girls, Inc. have done a great job with that. So we appreciate you very much. Brent, doing a great job back in our kitchen with uh, next supper and working with those uh, providing meals down at Hunger First. Tell us a little little story about that. What's been happening lately?
5: Well, let me start out with um, Matthew 25 verses thirty five thirty six simply says I was hungry and you fed me. I was thirsty, you gave me a drink. I was homeless. You gave me a room. I was shivering. You gave me clothes. I was sick. You stopped to visit. I was in prison. You came to me. That's, that's what su- uh, next next supper is all about. Mm-hmm. Is that giving? Taking care of sharing, yeah, and you know, but when Jesus said those things, all the righteous wanted to know when and where did they do these things, but I'll tell you his answer later <laughs> but uh, next up it started in March of two thousand ten uh Charlie Carnett and his wife uh uh Earlene, thank you. And, and um, I was there basically from the beginning because I was staying at Hunger First. Mm-hmm. Due to certain situations, Cindy Griss gave me a room. Mm. So, you know, so it works.
0: It works. That's right.
5: Yeah. And one day uh, Tommy Rudd let you come to me he said, well, Brent, with your skills, you need to come and help with Next Kitchen. And eventually I let him talk me into it. <laughs> but, you know.
0: It's time to get back, wasn't it? Yeah.
5: And i tell you, it's one of the best things that's ever happened to me. I, I enjoyed the sharing and everything. And, you know, but with the help of, you know, Mary, Connie, Mickey, and see so you, you know, it's, it's been a blessing. It really has. And, you know, our team, we, well, it's not, well, it's our team, not my team. Mm-hmm. But, you know, every morning we pray together. We talk together. We share together. You know, and that's this what it's all about. And, you know, Mary, uh, she's the one that tells us what to do. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> she doesn't ask. She tells us. <laughs> and then Connie, she's she's got all these great ideas working in her head. Mickey, she's just Mickey. Don't hold nothing back. <laughs> and Sylvia, so oh, she just makes me laugh. But me, you know, I'm just a poor little boy from Tennessee. You know, redneck. <laughs> but y'all think that's funny? I tell you, don't be surprised when you get to the pearly gates. St. Peter comes out and says, now you all come on, jump in and pick up. We're going up to the big half. (laughs) You know. But all in all, you know, it's it's been real rewarding. It really has been. And I'm glad we could give this service.
0: Well, thank you guys for for being there for them, giving back to them, and uh, still connecting well with with those folks at at Hunger First and, and building relationships with them, too. So, we appreciate you guys and all that you're doing. Thanks for for being up here. Next group, Christine, come on up here, and Drew, if you will, please. And... Uh, there's a couple a couple other things that are going to go on for for this this first group or this next group this last group of the of that we have up here today, and this group kind of represents uh, uh, those in, in small groups and, and 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 doing ministries together in groups. And uh, the the first thing that we're actually going to share with you is a video uh, from uh, about our men's ministry, and you know they. Uh, do a variety of things and provide some opportunities for the men's together, th- together, uh, together, together, together. And uh, also, to. Uh, Tommy's kind of put together a Helping Hands ministry to provide uh, people to, to help out here, but out in the community as well. And um, Tommy couldn't be here today, but I wanted him to share his story with you by video about how he uses the Helping Hands ministry. It's not just about fixing things. Listen to Tommy share with you about his heart.
4: Go ahead. Uh, well, when I moved in this neighborhood two years ago, and every neighborhood I've lived in, I've always uh, had a, the belief that to love your neighbor as you love yourself. And we met this couple in our neighborhood that I intentionally uh, wanted to work with. And I invited him to church but he would decline me right away but I continued to show my friendship to him and, and do things with him and took an interest in him and he even came out to the, our church to help me do some landscape projects and et cetera. and they even helped me do projects for other people within the church. Uh, this has been going on for two years now and I then found out he hadn't been in church in decades, but now he's attending church, and, uh, and he can continue to hear the gospel, but not only hear it in church, but hopefully he can see it in me, and I want to continue to uh, be his friend and, uh, and love him as my neighbor as I love myself.
0: That uh, short video was his attitude about the ministries here. They're vehicles to be used to reach out to others. For a few years now, he's been just keeping an eye on what's going on in his neighborhood. And when uh, we were talking that day, there's at least four different couples or individuals that he is intentionally pursuing in one way or the other. It wasn't just, I knew about this story. But then I got to find out there's three more out there. of People, he just, they walk, they meet people. He's intentional about when he walks, what time of day, when he knows certain people are going to be around, what conversations he's going to have with different people, who so are all in different um, stages of their spiritual awareness. Some of them who grow up in it and have left it for years, some who have never been exposed to it, some who are kind of off and on, but he's intentionally having these conversations with people and using what's going on here at church as a way to bring people in, just like you saw there. Um the one uh, person he was speaking about uh, is now in church for the first time in, in decades. And it's because of the warmth, again, that he's felt from, from people here and from Tommy being intentional with him as well. So, uh, Christine, on the women's ministry side, ministry side of things, uh, tell us what God's been doing there and, and uh, share with us a little story.
9: Well, there's um, a lot of things that's been happening in the women's ministry, and Unfortunately, Tracy Kaiser could not be here today, so she asked me to share some things with uh, the ministry that God has laid upon her heart, and as our leadership team came together uh, planning what what is God calling us to do uh, within our church, within our community, to reach others and share the gospel, Tracy uh, wanted to build a um, group of women where they are using crocheting. And learning crafts. So um, within that, Tracy started this um, ministry called Stitch Together, and had invited women within our church. As you can see, Redee back there knitting away, and we have a lot of talented women here in our church that are um, are able to do those things. So um, not only has there been women in our church that has joined that group and. Um, They're very intentional about building relationships with one another. They've also been able to bring in women who um, do not attend our church. And also in uh, building relationships, they have also um, been able to make blankets to give to cancer patients and to minister God's love in that way to them. So um, Stitch Together is just an exciting ministry and and what that's going to continue, what God's going to continue to do in that. Um, another thing that we decided that really needed was needed here in our church was a women's Bible study. So um, um, there was a study that I had actually done by K. Arthur, the names of God, Lord, I want to know you. And I had such a strong desire not just to, um, to speak about who God is. I really wanted to dive into a deeper, more intimate relationship of knowing who is Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Rapha, the Lord is my healer. And Elohim and El Elyon, El Shaddai, Adonai, and all those names. And I thought I want to know that. So when I when I mentioned that, Robin, I'm talking about making disciples within our women's ministry. Uh, Robin said, "Well, do you want to teach it?" I'd never taught a women's Bible study, so Robin was kind enough to to shoulder the responsibility and said, "You know what? We'll we'll teach this and we'll teach it together." So that's just allowed that um, avenue of um, providing a Bible study for women, and some of the great things that we've actually seen God do within our women's group is um, we've been intentional about inviting uh, women to come to our Bible study, and we had a, a a new believer. She was a new member here at our church. Um, we were halfway through our Bible study, uh, reached out and invited this young lady, and she jumped right in, and... She shared that, I'm a new believer. And it's been wonderful to see um, the things that God is teaching her uh, in her relationship with Christ and sharing with the women in our group. Uh, we had a new, um, a new member, a couple that actually started coming to our church. Someone invited her, told her about our Bible study, and she immediately started coming. And she said, you know, I realize that I've not been intentional in building relationships and so she is starting to reach out and, and make friends within our church and um, just sharing, just pouring out what God is teaching her um, when we get together on Monday nights. So um, through our women's retreat that we had back in uh, March, we um, held just a number of women, around 50 of us, were together. And one lady in particular, to share her story, um she actually reached out and asked for community prayer for healing. And um, so through that um, and through our Bible study, we were studying Jehovah Rapha, the Lord is my healer. And she shared that, you know, I never realized I've I've sought physicians. I've sought sought all these things to heal um, a certain physical um, um, disability and um she said i never realized that i could ask god for healing so within that that i mean that was just that's that's god just what he's doing and working so um, the women's ministry it's um it's great and the, just to see all the different gifts and talents are coming together and and being intentional and and we are building relationships and through that making disciples so
0: that's right, and breaking through barriers that are Absolutely. keeping people from growing and maturing as a disciple. So, thank you guys for being so intentional on in that. Well, Drew's going to share a little bit, and you know, we uh, repeat what Joel said. You know, life change happens in circles, in little groups, and and we intentionally create little groups in all our ministry areas, whether it's G two, the women's team, men's team, community groups, and and that's happening with with Drew, and uh, a little small group that he's involved in, that he's initiated, and, and tell us a little bit of your story about, about what God's doing with you, and has been doing with you in the group.
10: First of all, I'm not normal, so I'm just going to stand it. Uh, for those <laughs> of you that know that not normal means, that's one of the orange member people, people that went to Atlanta. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, it all started actually about um, five years ago, when uh, a person in this church Came to me and asked me if I wanted to be part of a discipleship group, and and um, I said sure. And then so there was about four of us that would meet about, um, I don't know, five thirty, six a.m. in the morning at McDonald's, and uh, it was about a year and a half year process. We got together, went through Greg Ogden's um, discipleship um, essentials, and um, went through the book. but We took our time, and. Um, Over that course, we were able to get to know each other, share a lot of things. Um, It was just a great time. And one of the things, though, too, that I that I found um, that was really kind of essential in that part of it in the book was that is that once we're done, that we were supposed to go out and start our own group, kind of like a pyramid scheme, but we're not selling anything except for (laughs) trying to make disciples. Um, I'm not with Amway. Um, But anyway, thank you for laughing. Um, But anyway. so I do a lot better with kids. Um but uh so uh I had been praying for a group like this for a long time. And uh even about a year ago, I uh over a year and a half I guess about a year year and a half ago, uh I tried to start something, it just didn't didn't fly. I even came to Andy going, Man, I'm discouraged, you know, I'm trying to you know I feel like God's calling me to lead a group but I can't seem to get one together. And uh uh, something else, you know. Approach some other people, and and this other person said, "Yeah, let's do this." And uh, this person ran into some health issues, and then uh, our family was was uh, getting hit with some health issues. So that took over about a year, and then all of a sudden, um, about I'd say four or five months ago, something was starting to form, and God was bringing people into my, into the group that uh, either initially were thought of in the beginning or weren't a part of it at that point and so God put this these three other guys in with me. And I've used um this person who originally came to me and asked me to be part of the group, he's been my mentor through this. This is the first time I've ever led a group like this before. So I, like I said, I'm good with kids, but adults is a whole different story. So um so I decided, sure, you know, so this person's led me through this whole thing and been part of it. Um and what's cool about this is we're going through the Greg Ogden book. But there's one gentleman who can't always make it on, when we meet on Tuesdays here at the church. So um, we've had discussions that actually break out. And one thing that I wanted to stress when we started is that that one of the purposes is is not only to go through this book, but to grow closer together, to learn how what it is to be open, uh, to be um, transparent, and it's okay to be a mess. Like we learned in Atlanta, you know, it's okay to be a mess. I mean, to be effective, you have to say, I'm a mess, but be willing to get out of that. You know, the old saying, uh, I heard uh, Perry Noble say one time that it's okay not to be okay. It's not okay to stay that way. That's kind of the premise is try to work, help each other, you know, work out of those messes and, and to confide in each other. And and um, we have a, all stages of group of people in this, you know, where their walk is with the Lord. And one, one gentleman is about a year, about a year and a half, two-year-old Christian uh recently saved and so i was there we're talking and, and i didn't realize that people may not know what the trinity is i may mean, group in church and all of a sudden he stopped and said what's the trinity and uh, i turned to a friend of mine who uh is in the group who's been christian for a long time and we looked at each other we know how to explain to a kid but i how to explain to a new christian so that's where i'll bring joel in i was able to <laughs> Joel out of his office and he had already talked to somebody that noon so god had already prepared him um but he came in so i, I tried to use horses outside Luckily, Joel has been been great at helping with that and and other things. But uh, it's a group that we just kind of relax and share and discuss. Um, sometimes we've just gone off the beaten path of the book and discussed passages of scripture and things, and just trying to go that way. And we're taking our time on it. We're not trying to rush through it. And then eventually, when we're done, a year and a half, two years, you know, then we'll start to break. My goal is for them to start their own group.
0: And that's the neat thing about this. Somebody's poured into to Drew. And now Drew is creating something intentionally for others. And they know right up front that someday they're going to be doing that for others. And you see that multiplication there and maturing and the making of disciples. So thanks, Drew, for, for having that heart there. And, and that's just a small group that he's done. Our community groups are, are, are doing well also. Uh, a new one just got started this spring. We started the year with seven. A new one started this spring. There's going to be one that kind of starts up the summer. There's another one that's looking at, well, there's multiple ones that are looking to start up in the fall as well. So those are continuing to grow also. So thank you guys for sharing here. Um, You can just lay those right there and see. That would be fine. The last thing I wanted to share um, uh, kind of goes back to those of you who were able to uh, be with us for our Baptism Sunday. Uh, Many of you know uh kevin who is one of our friends that we've met through interfaith that got baptized sunday and uh he gave me permission to share this story because if you were there sunday you heard a brief testimony of his but you didn't hear the rest of the story and i'd like to share with you the rest of of kevin's story because i think it ties in this whole thing that we're all about together if you go back five months ago to december uh kevin and um, his son were kicked out of their apartment in uh, Johnson City. Ended up going to Texas, where his sister lived. And while he's there, he finds out his sister had, had become a Christian since their last contact. And he was able to stay with her, uh, but there, it was kind of a busy home. And so um, he said, she said, made plans for him to stay with her son. Well, when Kevin and his son got there, they realized that wasn't the best environment for them to be in. And so on Christmas, when all this kind of blew up, they found themselves, not anything, out of that home, uh, and Kevin just breaking down because he didn't know where he was going to go, what he was going to do, and he had 50 bucks on him, and that was it. Well, he ends up making it back to Tennessee. Gets in contact through a series of events with Interfaith, and we end up meeting him back whenever that was, January, February or something like that, when they first showed up here for their week. People intentionally built relationships with him right away. He was able to connect with a, with a couple of gentlemen and others really quickly. Um, other people started being a part of his life here. You guys intentionally being around him, welcoming him. He felt so warm and and, and invited And soon was attending church here. Uh, Other people from this church helped him to get a job. Other people from this church have gotten helped him to get a car. And hopefully this next week he gets his apartment. So, and not to mention being baptized. And sharing that moment with his son who's asking questions about what this is all about. Uh, And so I asked him, and I said, what would you want the people of Grace Fellowship to hear? to know. And here's what he said. I want them to know that there's hope and that through this program and the people of Grace Fellowship Church, I know that there's hope. I know that Jesus is alive and now I'm a true believer. And it goes back to our vision to release people who love God passionately and others irresistibly. And you all have loved Kevin, irresistibly. And that's what we want to multiply. So thank you for doing what you're doing. Thank you to all those who were not able to be here today. Uh, it's, we're making a difference, and we're changing lives. Joe, you want to finish this up?
8: Well, every one of us could have a story and tell a story in some way of what God has done in our lives. And, uh, and it's, it's been encouraging to me. I hope it's been encouraging to you to hear some of these stories today. Uh, but again, it's, it happens not because <clears> – <throat> this is something we said at the very beginning of our Rise series. The church did not grow because the disciples were awesome. The church grows and the kingdom of God advances because Jesus is awesome, because the Holy Spirit is powerful. And each and every one of us as believers in Christ who has the Spirit of God infused in us can do the work of the Holy Spirit because He empowers us to do those things. And so uh, so our hope will be for, for us uh, and for you that you continue to be encouraged in what you're doing, that you continue to give it everything you have, uh, that you bring your very best, knowing that you are making a significant impact, knowing that lives are being changed, knowing that God is good, that He will grow His church. That he will make an impact in this community. And that there are great, great, great days ahead. There are good days behind us. And there are good days in front of us. And we look forward to seeing what God's going to do. And so we thank you again. We hope that this has been an opportunity for you to feel appreciated. To celebrate what God's doing. To be encouraged in that. And, uh, and we just want to continue to see God do incredible things. Uh, I think the way I'd like to close this today is just to uh, to ask us to have a time uh, where we pray with one another. One of the things that, that we say, try to say consistently around here is that prayer and then his presence comes and prayer and then his power falls. And so as we pray, we believe that God's presence comes with us and that we pray that God's power is made available to us and through us. And so I just want us to close together this morning by praying together. Um, and then are, are we splitting off to do groups? Okay.
0: G two, you're going to meet with Matt back in the in the G two area. Uh, community group leaders are going to meet uh, out here at one of the tables. And then if you're part of the connection team, you can stay in here. And Chris is going to share. And y'all are going to talk about a few things in here real quick. Yeah, yeah. So until you know, it's about for the ten or fifteen minutes or so.
8: Okay. Fantastic. So uh, so why don't we pray together and then we'll we'll uh, break off into our groups. Oh, Heavenly Father, we give you praise and glory and honor because you alone are worthy of those things. There is no one else in the universe that, de- that, um, that deserves praise than you. Uh, God, we want to give our lives for you. We want you, Father, to use us up for your glory. God, I pray that servants and volunteers in this church would get to the end of their lives and that they would have been spent for the sake of the kingdom of God. God, that we would hold nothing back for you. Uh, Lord, that we would give you every ounce of our power, our ability, and and that you would do great things through us. Thank you so much for seeing fit to give us a part to play in your kingdom and to give us a a role in a ministry to be a part of. God, would you continue to bless each and every one uh, of the ministries that take place here, even those things that we didn't hear about today. God, there are so many cool things that are happening in our community just because individuals who are believers in Christ, are going out and making an impact in our community and in our world. And so we thank you for that. And we know and believe that you are doing great things and will continue to do great things through this church and in the city of Kingsport because of believers in Christ, not only here, but all around us. God, we want to we remember today, too, that churches all around this area are doing great things for the kingdom of God, that we are a team, that we're all in the same kingdom. And that we're working toward the same goals. And so thank you for what you give us to do here at Grace Fellowship. But don't let us be isolated from the the larger body of Christ at large. And so, Lord, would you just help us to connect with others who are doing great things and celebrate and encourage them. When we see people in town and hear about other things that other churches are doing, would we celebrate those things and encourage those believers as well to do the work of the kingdom? And so, Father, we thank you for all of those things. And we pray your blessings continually. As we move forward, following after your spirit. And I ask these things in Jesus' name.
9: Amen. Amen.